podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. What's happening everybody and welcome to this, the latest episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am your host this week, my name is Stephen Wilson and tonight we go a bit insane as we talk about ICW and their tag team division. We're going to go through the history of their division pretty much from their first show back in 2006 all the way through to what was classed by many as a boom period of tag team wrestling in around about 2012-2013 and on to the current day where tag team wrestling is going strong in Scotland. But before we get on to tag team wrestling, I'd like to introduce you to my lovely panel this evening who have what I think of is the insanity of a puppy running through a field of flowers over rainbows. <laughs> you understand that when you hear them. What? They're not that insane. <laughs> First off, we were told to brace ourselves this week for torrential rain in Glasgow, but no one told us it was from the tears of this panellist when she came from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sarah. That was terrible. <laughs> but you laughed. I, I laughed, but it was so terrible. <laughs> I laughed and cried, you know, whatever happens first. <laughs> tears of laughter. How's it going, Sarah? Doing alright. Stop taking the piss out of me crying. Mm. I'm, person. I'm in touch with my emotions and that is not Please, Sarah, don't thing. cry. We have a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> No, no how, you going? how you doing? I'm doing alright. Good, good. Next up, people say I'm punching and must run in the family. As look at this man, known for stealing patter ideas and pensioners gin. It's dead. Yes. <laughs> Can I, Nanny still hasn't forgiven me for stealing her gin? <laughs> no, she has not. No, no. Enough six years to the day. I still not happy. And also, if you slag me again, I'll turn up the lights in here and see you spontaneously like in busboy. <laughs> Do it, do it. Why is there people talking about spontaneously combusting on this podcast? David, look the other last week we saved him. <laughs> now, now that's... Now, how's it going? I'm good, Stevie. How are you? Yes, very good, very good. I'm looking forward to this show. <laughs> Running off our panel, when he found out that WWE brought out a man's man t-shirt, he was raging. He's been, he's been embracing 1998 William Regal for months with his checkered shirt. Alan <laughs> <laughs> McLucas. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst intro ever! I don't care, I pre-warned you these intros suck this week because I've been very busy. And you were correct. To be fair, you are looking... <laughs> I said I said, I said that, the, I said that and you turned up, you turned up really suave with your free piece. I didn't think you were going to turn up my free Ladies and gentlemen, us at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet are looking for a new host. Please slide into our DMs if you're interested. Ah, Alan, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yes, fine, thanks. Fine. And of course, while his idols Kofi, <coughs> Truth, and the Street Profits are chasing gold, he's stuck chasing down the McLeod's production notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Forever living the dream. It's Quacku. <coughs> Thank you very much for that intro. Some truth there, I like that. <laughs> Some truth in two, in two senses. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, guys, how are you doing this week? Okay. Good. Good. All right. Excellent. But before we talk about ICW's tag team division, just a bit of housekeeping. You can find us on any podcasting site. Just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We are on many, including iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, search for a Suplex Retweet at any of your social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also find everything that we do from past podcast interviews and articles at suplexretweet.com. Right. 
Let's get our history books open, folks, and talk about ICW. You're, you're gonna be the worst history teacher ever, and I hated history in that same subject. Well, I did geography and modern studies, so that probably helps. We bullied our history teacher. <laughs> it's gonna happen again tonight. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> right, so we're gonna go back to the very beginnings and talk about the initial days of ICW with a tag team division. Well, it wasn't really much of a tag team division back then, they didn't really have tag team championships until 2012 which we'll talk about in a bit, but if you look back to ICW's very early days, some of the tag teams that were in their very, very first shows, um, do you remember, do any of you know what the first ICW tag team match was? It was a match which took, which was the Fight Club, not the Fight Club that we know of, Liam Thompson and Kid Fight, but it was Kid Fight and Jimmy James, who were apparently SWA tag champs at one point. They took on the team of the Tenacious Guns, which was Johnny Lyons, who still wrestles up yeah. in Aberdeen, teaming up with Tommy Turner to take on... Tommy Turner, not from, like, fairly odd parents. <laughs> Tommy Turner. <laughs> taking on Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Look, look, look at that. Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Sounds like a Spanish Ross McLeod. <laughs> Can't you see that? Yes, that was Mo- <laughs> That was Mojo Pervito <laughs> and Tim Pervito. You <laughs> don't know so, which one Ross was. <laughs> <laughs> From that note, um, Sarah, what was your thoughts on how on this early tag team division in ICW in this very first show? Because obviously this was a show where ICW were performing in front of less than a hundred people at. Uh, the community centre halls and made it help. I mean, yeah. I think also like starting out, you're not going to get a lot of tag teams going around. I mean, a lot of people will probably just want to hit the singles market. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, I think like they just want to establish themselves. And there <coughs> many people want to establish themselves as a tag team. I mean, going by the names as well. I mean, Johnny Lyons, he's been wrestling for God knows how long. I think he's actually getting close to retirement. I'm pretty sure like when it, like his last matches are coming up. Must be. Uh, looking back, I found that the two of the teams I mentioned, not Los Perfitos, who I don't think I've got anywhere, uh, they were all um, W3L champ, tag champs. Um, yeah. I didn't really realise W3L had been going that long. But yeah. Yeah. Shows, shows what I know. Um, Dan, do you kind of agree with what Sarah says in terms of wrestling in Scotland wasn't at that height as it is now? There's not as many going about. Do you think it's more a case of people wanting just to get their individual names out there at that point? 100%. Um, I think even for, for ICW as a company as well, um, not having a, a sort, of, sort of tag division made, made sense. They're building their name up, they're building their reputation up. Um, until you can properly really build up your reputation and build up your, you know, your, your, um, you know, the wrestlers as well, it would, it doesn't make any sense not to have it until they build up their roster um, mm-hmm. um, first, I would say. Yeah, Alan, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, when you think about tag team wrestling in general, it's probably as the most looked down upon of all the forms of wrestling at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I know you're thinking, yes, uh, I'm not a fan of tag team wrestling. <laughs> regular, regular listeners of the show will know Alan's thoughts on tag team wrestling. Can I just wrestling? This? And Tag team wrestling was my last choice of wrestling to go and watch, but I do like tag team wrestling, just not WWE. Because I'm terrible. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ICW, brilliant. Back in the day, TNA had a cracking tag team division. 
-hmm. and then I've watched the tag team matches in NXT and they're absolutely mind-blowing and then you watch the well let's be honest they're all just jobbers right now in WWE because I know it's not all their own fault but it's just not really been well done we got Drew McIntyre and the best in the world Shane McMahon you need to redo that his, his, his voice isn't prepped yet. Give him, give him I can probably do it, but I'll take up the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably. It, it probably would. Um, see, if you actually look at this opening ICW show, uh, you can understand why there wasn't many like tag teams that we maybe well know, because if you look at some of the names that were on this first show, we had Liam Thompson, we had Wolfgang and Red Lightning taking on each other, and uh, Wolfgang won by DQ. We had uh, James Scott Dartside, and we had Drew Galloway. All also on this show, so uh, you can, these are the these are the main names. So you can maybe see it maybe wasn't as we've discussed. It wasn't the time for tag team wrestling, mm -hmm. as when I found out looking back on this era of ICW, there was only really like three teams who wrestled in ICW in the very few shows that they had for this first like four years. Got a member as well. There wasn't really a lot of shows back then, no. so we weren't getting the at least the monthly one. We maybe maybe had like what ten within the space of four years or something like that. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that many. wasn't that many. But um, there is, we have mentioned some of the names. Um, uh, Kid Fight is one of the names in there. Um, Derek, I'll go to you in this one. Um, Kid Fight as a tag team specialist, I think is a fair thing. We'll maybe talk about him a bit later on. Yeah. What's your thoughts on him as a tag team wrestler? From yeah, I think I, I like him as a tag team wrestler. He's quite um, in the ring. He's aggressive, which I always think you need as a um, one half of your tag team. Um, He's been in a few tag teams as well. He's not in an ICW tag team champs. He's never won any titles in ICW, which is a shame. No, he was after 55. 55, right. of course. I've yes, that, absolutely. Yeah. With Shah Samuel, so yeah. yeah. What a miss sight from you, alone in the show. I know. You're definitely the But he never won one with the... <laughs> 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 because I had in his head about the fight network, the fight club. He never won one with the fight club with Liam Thompson, you know, and obviously never won one with Jimmy James in ICW, even though they were SWA tag champs and W3L tag champs. Mm. Uh, Said on another tag team that kind of came up to, uh, <coughs> when I was there was a Raging Storm. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you, can you guess who's in this team? Just from the name, uh, from the memory. I'm assuming James Storm, not a strange Storm. Hey Johnny. Johnny Storm, right? No, it wasn't Johnny Storm. No. No, it was either Logan Storm. Mm -hmm. who's a well-known name in Scottish wrestling, clearly, by the looks of the faces of the panel here. <laughs> uh, but the other name you'll know of is T.J. Rage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very familiar with him. Uh, you think he, he's another one who seems to do a lot in tag team wrestling. Obviously, he's a trainer at Premier British Wrestling PPW, yes. uh, but he seems to crop up quite a lot in tag teams at various stages, and both ICW and in other promotions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of his specialty coming up as well. I mean, I can recall a lot of times that TJ Rage does things as a singles competitor, so um, I've only really seen him in tag team stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah. There's not really much like I can talk about TJ Rage because like I wasn't really watching ICW around back at this time. Like it's just sort of going on what I've read and what I've watched back on the network and like the very small selection of what they had. But I mean, it's it is a shame because like TJ Rage would probably have done so well if given the right opportunity. Because like, see, if you had today's tag team division back then, and it was like just a striving and this that and the next thing. He probably would be really successful. Mm -hmm. I think it's just maybe like the timing. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, like some of that is very apparent. Like we got TJ Rage and Kid Fight that are both head trainers that 
the respective PBW schools. And when you look at the talent that comes up, a lot they have a big and thing a big character building. Mm-hmm. And it's something that other trainers have actually said about PBW is that yes, they go in the ring and everything, but as well as their actual character, they let their wrestling do the talking. And that becomes apparent when you see like TJ Rage and Kid Fight in a wrestle ring. Yeah, even to this day, even very recently, ICW is a good fight character work as good as kind of <laughs> as he changed from that kind of hard nosed get man that he's been yeah. for many years to just a guy who's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah right. that's what I was talking to you about. I'm like, what has got any fight here? And you're like, oh, don't know. He's always been respected because yeah. they know the work he but does. Really, mm-hmm. See, for somebody sort of fairly new to him, like myself, in the last few years, never seen that side of him. Really refreshing. Really oh, like this. <laughs> it was really good to see because, like, you obviously don't know what they're like behind the scenes, or maybe you do, but I, not from Adeline. But you always come across as like obviously the hard man and you know, angry man and whatever, but seeing the stuff inside him, it was really cool to see. What? And I really enjoyed his match, his match was top class as well. One thing I came across in this particular era of ICW was a tag team match that took place in 2010, again in Mary Hill. It was at ICW Serious Assault 2. Uh, the tag team match was. Rudo, or Red Lightning as he was known then, and Wolfgang. Operation Red Wolf. Teaming up to take on a team who we'll probably talk about in a lot more detail later on, of BT Gun and Chris Renfrew. Mm-hmm. Known as the Whatever NA. What happened to them? Oh, I wonder. The same show actually had a, a mixed tag team match as well. Other names that we know well are Carmel and Liam Thompson taking on Darkside and Nicky Storm. Or as it be well known now, Nicky Cross, mm-hmm. one of the number one contenders, technically. For the women, for the SmackDown women's title, <laughs> you know, uh, when you look at that match, I mean, that was only four years later. So, that, does that show you how very well the scene had developed in four years, guys? Yeah, definitely. Um, showed you um, how much the company's progressed <coughs> as well during the time. Um, as well, getting bigger. You know, I think that's where where it comes into play when when the company's starting to grow and then they get more tag teams involved in it, um, more competition as well for. For, him to, for something to achieve. Yeah, definitely. That moves us on to the kind of my next uh, area I'm going to talk about is when, around about 2012, as this kind of the tag teams were kind of expanding type idea, where ICW, as we know, they've decided to bring in their own tag team championships, uh, which was decided in an eight team tournament, which took place in towards the end of 2012, which uh, climaxed at Hadoken. Mm-hmm. That show was called. What a great name for a show! That that was the show after the super smoking, whatever it was called, the one where um, Gradle beat Red Lightning. That one. Ah, they won the full matches on YouTube where he beats someone and it turns out his foot was under the rope. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this, the tournament itself for the next kind of t- uh, ten minutes or so. Um, does anybody know some names of teams that were in that particular tournament? Besides the winners. Besides the winners. Um, <laughs> um, I know the Bucky Boys were in it. The Bucky Boys um, were in it. Yes, Bucky Boys who. We'll talk about it quite a lot in this show, I think, it's fair to say. Uh, I know the Bucky Boys were in it. Um, um, there, was some, there was some teams kind of thrown from nowhere, uh, of kind of two singles competitors, but again, so names we know. Talent and that sort of thing? No, I know the Coffee no, Brothers were no, in it as well. the Coffee Brothers were in it. There yeah. was a team called T2K, which was James Scott and Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And there was another team that was simply just a combination of Noam Dar and Andy Wilde. Oh. Oh. We know they're, they're very good friends yeah. outside the ring. Wilder. 
<laughs> I've actually got it written down as well done. <laughs> uh, we talked about Kid Fight as well. He was in this tournament as tag team partner. Does anybody know who his tag team partner is? William Thompson, was it not? It was not William Thompson. Was it not? No. It's a man who's technically in WWE, even though he doesn't wrestle in WWE. But he wrestled nice W or Vigilante Johnny Moss. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Big Mossy. Himself, he teamed up with Fight. Um, we also had the the team who eventually won the tournament of William Grange and Dickie Divers, better known as STI. That's, <laughs> That's why I said apart from the winners. <laughs> you said not. We're on top of the winners. We'll talk about the else. Uh, I said apart from the winners. <laughs> um, we also had a team called Official Community. We had the models as well. And the models. Official community were the team of Scott Maverick, who we all know well, he's very well known in this Scottish scene, and Jamie Ferrick, who also occasionally went by the name of Matsuo Kazama the second. Kazuma. Matsuba. Matsuo Kazuma. The, the second. second. He's got Matsuo. second in there. Ka- he's not the first, he's the second. Your handwriting is rubbish. The unnecessary sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs> And of course there was the models as Sarah mentioned, which was the team of Joey Hayes, who's very well known in Preston City Wrestling, teaming up with Danny Hope, who went on to become an ICW Zero G champion. Very briefly. Yeah. Very, very briefly. And very unexpectedly. <laughs> if anybody remembers that particular era. Um Derek, I'll go to you on this one. What's your thoughts on those eight um Sarah, sorry, what's your thoughts on those eight names? I mean out of all of them, like the ones that you do see standing out are the ones that are still here to this day. I mean, yeah, like you don't have the STI as a tag team anymore. You've got Dickie Diver is still around the scene, but he's like picking up new partners along the way. Hmm. Kind of like an STI, but... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then when you're looking at like the Bucky Boys and the NAK and the Coffees, like they're the ones that are still there to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at like the ones like Danny Hope and Joey Hayes, like it is kind of a shame that they've just sort of went mm, bye and just w- wandered back down the road. Uh, it was interesting, uh, Derek. The the majority of the, the the thing that's quite um, surprising there is the majority of those guys are still with ICW mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Seven years, like Sarah said, you know, like the Coffees and things like that. I think it shows you just the company um, and what they're doing. And obviously, these guys have obviously been on a wouldn't say better things but we're going to bigger things in terms of um, NXT UK now and stuff like that as well so it shows you it's just a a breeding ground as well mm-hmm. but uh, the other thing Alan which is seems to be a common thing in all wrestling and was even quite seen at this point in ICW was there was some kind of teams that were maybe thrown together yeah type aspect on that one you know which <laughs> you, you mentioned about WWE earlier on how they seem to be quite they love to throw the teams together randomly yeah there's a lot of teams that I've not actually heard of so I'm glad you have to tell me who they are, and yeah, I still don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is like WWE, so but, but no, but again, yeah, it's a bit weird. And then kind of to echo what the guys are saying already, there's a lot of real talent there, especially mm. the fact that you've, you've named at least three world champions in there. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Maybe mm. yeah, three, 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 three world champions, yeah. And Obviously some names like Noam Dar, as Derek says, is in NXT UK. Obviously hindsight's a great thing, guys, but if I handed you those eight names at that particular time, would STI have been your winner? 
I mean, probably not originally, because when, when you look at Dickie Divers and William Grange back at that time, they didn't even look like a tag team. And you were actually surprised that they were tagging together. Yeah, but they could talk. Oh yeah, they could talk, but... So... Like, when you just sort of look at them, you're just like, did they just sort of decide this on the day? <laughs> but it worked! It does, yeah, I'm not saying it didn't, it but... It worked! I mean, like I said, hindsight is the thing, you know. I mean, if I was looking at these eight names at that point in time, or even at the end, I would, the coffee stand out to me for that natural chemistry. Yep, that's what I was, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, even... If you look back at the ICW back then, they were not, uh, uh, Joe especially, Joe was very, didn't have as much muscle mass back then, so he was quite trimmed as well, but he still looked like a proper, a future world champ at that particular point in time. Um, I think this was maybe just before or just after the whole Save Pro Wrestling thing with the coffee, the coffees, can't really 100%, maybe just before that one, so they, they were even technically back then, you know, but... Uh, any other names stand out? I mean, we'll, t- uh, we'll probably talk about the Bucky Boys later on. Mm-hmm. But any other names with a stood at tea beforehand? Al? I know you just said you didn't really know what most of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, pro- well, I'd heard the STI, but then, as you were saying, your original point, if you the line-up, would you have picked anyone? I'd have thought they'd have been the Whipping Boys. STI? Just purely on name only, not knowing who everyone is, I'd have went, oh, they'll be the Whipping Boys, they'll, they'll be the ones that get battered down and first out and then end up. But let's be honest, you know Glasgow, you know ICW, <laughs> if your tag team is called STI, which uh, people may, not many people do stood for Superior Talent Initiative, <laughs> you're gonna make that a champion and rub that in people's faces so that gets people talking. Bucky's boys are Bucky boys, but STI, say the tag team champions are STI. Brilliant! Genius! That is quite clever. I guess. <laughs> but um, we got to the, the final was STI versus the Bucky Boys in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, if you've not well watched this match before, I'd rec- highly recommend you watching it. This was probably one of the first proper big ICW time. Derek, were you at this show? Was this one of the shows you were at? Because um, uh, Fairwell Devitt was in the main event. I yeah, I, I think I was at this show. Mm-hmm. Um, this was um, sort of the time when I first got into. ICW and I think I was at this um, at this one and it's a brilliant match. Oh, is it, is it's, it? it's got everything that you need for a for a tag team, you know, title match. Well, yeah, everybody loves tables, ladders, and chairs. Yep, <laughs> it's fant- it's fantastic and obviously a surprise winner maybe in at the point in Divers and Grange considering they never held the tag team tier titles again and they shortly went their separate ways. I think that was the thing on the night when you seen that the final was. The Bucky Boys were in it. I think everybody expected them to win, mm-hmm. um, and then it just does a, you know, a turn around on you and Dickie and Grange win, <laughs> and a very very surprising win. Yep. Uh, but what followed from this particular uh, followed from this type of the show, this uh, the win the titles was kind of the development. I think it's fair to say of the um, the tag division as itself. As we got what was probably, in my opinion, the best period of tag team wrestling that ICW has ever had. That's saying something considering the stellar list of tag teams that we've got now. Uh, the first show that kind of goes in my mind at this period, Sarah's one, which you said that I've sold many times, was one of your first ICW shows mm-hmm. uh, in your local area, of course, of Edinburgh, even though Trenent's 
still ages from Edinburgh. <laughs> Main Edinburgh. Twenty minutes away. <laughs> still a while. <laughs> still uh, in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as of course Dave's not here, man. It's one of the very many ICW shows yeah. that people refer to quite often. <laughs> and Dave definitely is not here, as we're having a nice dis- discussion. <laughs> <laughs> having a nice ICW discussion without Dave because he's not here, man. Uh, uh, the tag team match that took place on this particular card took was the Bucky Boys became tag team champions between the tournament final and here and they defended it against the Coffees Fight Club of the, the Kid Fight Liam Thompson version and BT Gun and Chris Renfrew in a four way elimination tag team matchup which is an absolute <laughs> banger of a match uh, Sarah obviously what was your thoughts on that one as a Somebody relatively new to ICW at this point. I was brand new to ICW. I mean, I, I, I was, what, 22 around about this time? So I'm still really, really new. Years Did, ago. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 But I, I literally, I just went along to the pictures because like, a whole bunch of my friends were going. And when I was sitting, I'm standing watching this and I'm just like, holy crap, I didn't realise this was actually like a thing in Scotland. Um, and then watching like all these teams and I'm just sitting there going, holy shit, I'm scared of these people, what am I going to do? But overall impressed, I mean, they all put on a great display and the natural chemistry that came between all these teams was something to be admired as well. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll talk about, but not, we don't really have another point in this one to talk about Fight Club because we don't, they kind of, they split up and feuded a year afterwards. Um, <laughs> Derek, you you may you probably may have not seen them, but what would your thoughts have been of the fight Thompson partnership? I would this but to just go back <coughs> to this match, mm-hmm. I would pay to see this match now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Aye, it would be incredible to see it now. And they two, you know, kid fight back then was his aggressive, ruthless stage, and Thompson was pretty much mm-hmm. um, the same, which is perfect for any tag team. Um, really well together. But it's the same with every sort of tag team they get they get thrown together where they end up splitting them up as I found out to my horror the Rockers <laughs> still never ever got over that one and then it'll happen so many things to catch. <laughs> Wait, was, was upset? You know, yesterday was the anniversary. Of that. Yes. <laughs> it hurts them all the time. Yeah. Don't put your pain on other people. <laughs> but the thing about it was. Um, they won championships all over Europe, just never won it in ICW, which Liam told me in an interview you can find in a back catalogue, first plug of the name. Yes. Uh, but um, the one thing I remember very fondly about this this match was the first time that we ever got the, f- the cry from Renfrew of card subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I know things of Jesus there but my god it was so great when no, he, he he had some very iconic lines and during the NEK run and everything things that you I mean even when I'm going to go in ahead a bit but when Bucky Boy split up and Stephen Cayley turned and he said on that promo and it happened you wanted answers, well we've just changed the question. <laughs> <laughs> this came very quickly um, after the uh, NEK became a team again, after the two of them had a very, very brutal feud, which ended in um, Renfrew turning on Dallas at the garage. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most, it's on, I think probably still on ISW YouTube somewhere, even though it's probably on, 
I still be on demand. There was a savage, savage feud between the two of them that just ended in the two of them becoming a team again. As you did. The NAK, I mean, we'll, probably, we'll talk about the kind of NAK as a, as a full, but Alan, what's your thoughts on anything that you've seen on BT Gun and Chris Renfrew as a team? Oh, they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've had a look back at some stuff and great chemistry between them. Um, the fact that Chris Renfrew is pretty much a lunatic, so you never really knew what was coming. And then BT Guns, it'll be a bit like that sort of assassin, McClinical. Um, from a respect of the brilliant in that aspect, because as a team, they've got everything there you need. Mm. Uh, really liked them. Um, I get really excited when they sort of reformed earlier this year, starting last, last year. Last year yeah. I thought, oh, here, oh, here we go, I'm going to finally get to see this now in the flesh. And so we know it never really happened, but uh, one of the best teams ICW's ever produced, hands down. They're very well. Later on the show, we'll, go, we'll get some sort of feedback from, uh, from some of our listeners on the favourite team teams, tag teams, but the NAK is one that really does come up. And they kind of, it was at this point, it was just mainly the two of them, but then they eventually expanded into the force, the force that they became. Yeah. Well, my first ICW show was twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I was a late comer to it, and I was twenty fourteen myself. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. You always have to unzip and show you're longer anyway. <laughs> Not longer than you. I know. Anyway. <laughs> you just have your cable for cash. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, you were saying. Yeah, yeah I was saying. Anyway. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, so it's the square goal and even that one, that was very much that was my full exposure to NAK country. And it was Chris Renfrew taking on Drew McIntyre. He was cashing out the square goal, and then the square goal itself, right at the end. Bearing in mind, I already seen that cage match with uh, BT Gun and Wolfgang, which was just awesome. And right at the end, it was Dickie Divers. Poor Dickie that was being told to get throw himself over the rope, and he didn't. And he instead threw Chris Redfield, and I was like, yes! That was another example of God subjective change. Poor <laughs> <laughs> <For> Bobby Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. That screw goes a great card. The other match on it was Joe Coffey and Jack Gallagher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that 30 minute Iron Man match. That was really good. Which was phenomenal. Um, but after this, we kind of got, which still to this day is my favourite ICW feud when it was NAK, Bucky Boys. And in my opinion, the greatest tag team the company's ever had on a regular basis is Samaria Death Squad. Yes! <laughs> of Michael Dante, whatever he is. I know he's not dead, but whatever he is. We lost him somewhere after Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy End, better known to many of us now as Alistair Black. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with the Samaria Death Squad on this end. Derek, you sounded quite excited when I said Samaria yes. Death Squad. Uh, what's your memories of these guys as a team? They are one of my favourite tag teams ever mm-hmm. um, in terms of I would pretty much say Heart Foundation Rockers and Samarian Death Squad mm-hmm. are up there these guys were brutal they were fast they were exciting um, having the sort of bigger guy in Dante and then I, um, Tommy who was doing all these kicks and stuff like that that he, does, he still does now um, they were fantastic and obviously part of Legion as well at one point one of my favourite I've got two my two favourite ICW moments of all time Grado winning the world title and Mikey Whiplash coming out of the body bag of that feeling of yep. with, with, with the two it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing that was the Barris wasn't it that was the Barris oh. that, that was the same night that Paul London got lost in the crowd 
<laughs> which we'll talk about later. Which we'll talk about later on. Um, Sarah, what's your thoughts on these guys? I mean, the Sumerian Death Squad absolutely terrified me. I was like, I'm the not. The promos I'm, are chilling. It's exactly. Just... I'm not gonna lie. They proper terrified me to the point that I was like proper proper shit at the time when they came out. Like, not gonna lie at all. Mm-hmm. But the matches like they put on, it was it was just like magic. It's like one of the best ways to describe it is the fact that it was just basically magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dante, do you love Dante? Miss him. Don't know where he happened. Like, he just sort of went away, didn't he? Quack? He just sort of lost yeah, him Newcastle. Was, was he went through a table at Newcastle, not a bit. Friend of the show, Tom Brock, was tweeting about Dante. He was, I think. I've seen he's still so he wrestling. Once he wants him to team up with some other Dutch wrestlers who I have no oh, idea. Oh, so they found him? Okay. Is it Tom Brock? He went home. He went home. He went home, okay, well, at least we know he's okay. Yeah. It was the first real time. Alan that we got to see the now Alistair Black as he is mm-hmm. and he, the two of them actually had a great connection with the ICW crowd they did mm-hmm. Alistair Black's one of these really intriguing charming guys that doesn't have to speak no. but yet he has the whole crowd in the family fan and it's almost like it's, it's kind of weird to say but he's almost like snake, snake-like when he moves so, and you can tell the story of what he's thinking and what he's planning mm-hmm. just by his movement and it, and it, could, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a physical or major action, like a, a kick to the head or something. It could be him just like running across the thing and like sliding on his knees or whatever. It's just, the guy just mesmerising. Even just sits a big cross on his legs, tells him uh, what. He, he's was, just, oh. he was the mouthpiece, I think, of that tag team until they brought in Whiplash and mm-hmm. Legion. And then yeah. Whiplash became more of the voice of them and that type of stuff. But they just, they didn't appear as often as some of the other teams, but they were still a regular in the company and it showed when they how much they held up the division with we talked about the NEK. But the other team who we've mentioned quite a lot over the show but we've not really talked in any detail of is the Bucky Boys. Hey. Uh, the team of Davy Blaze, Davy Boy as he was known then, and Stevie Boy Xavier, who has went on to achieve some fantastic things in the company, I think <laughs> it's fair to say. Um, I'll go you said on this one again. So when you look at these two, as I said, Stevie Boy's achieved some great things. Uh, would you have said that when he was in the Buckies? Would you have said he was the one who was going to make it? I mean, when they first came to light, you wouldn't have probably said that. There was, the talent was there, but I think people sort of saw Davey as that big breakout star from that tag team. Now, I know, like, think, like in the famous words of Chris Renfrew, it's like, cards are always subject to change. Now, <laughs> Davey ended up getting the injury and that's what gave Stevie that initial push that like he was able to shine mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how it could have went if maybe that didn't happen with Davey because we all we all know that he was supposed to be that breakout star and then things just didn't work out that way and Stevie took the opportunity and, and ran away with it they were, a, they were a perfect example of uh, quickness and power yes. I think it's fair to say what we see well a lot a lot of tag teams is that kind of combination of the one with the big guy mm-hmm. and the smaller guy. But Alan, the one guy, one helpful thing that helped get them over, what some teams have, is a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And they had it, and a man who we still see regularly in ICW, <laughs> we still love greatly. <laughs> yes, of course, the wee man was the mouthpiece of uh, the Bucky Boys back at this point, with a slightly different way of going about it than he is now. Yeah. I mean, what I loved about the Bucky Boys was, this is before I started going to ICW, but you go to SW and BCW, everyone was begging for the Bucky Boys and they never appeared. And you actually hear people getting really angry they weren't there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just when I had to start looking at YouTube and going, who are these Bucky boys? You know, because I'm like, okay, where are they? And they're brilliant, just absolutely superb. And I thought you see it, I could see David Blaze going to be the next mm-hmm. big guy and it never quite happened for him, sadly. But luckily it wasn't a race, because look at Stevie boy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I, I, the Baromania, last year, that was only like my third ICW event and to see what he did, you know, cashing in, you know, like killing himself and Mikey Whiplash and DT Gun at the same time, you know, epic, incredible guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buckies were one of my favourite parts, Derek are very, my early ICW shows, yep. they just had such energy, they had such a hook with the crowd. Yep, they appealed to a lot of, a lot of the crowd as well with their sort of neddy gear, everybody was a ned back in the day, mm-hmm. most people said they had the wee back. These guys, are, these guys are good guys. You wear a pair of trackies? I haven't owned a pair of trackies since I was 10. There you go. You were a nerd when you were 10. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, but mine's a blizzard. I don't want to show up. They appealed. They, they appealed to everybody. They were having, like, like you mentioned, having the wee man there just gave them that wee extra factor as well. Um, just Lambrini as well. Lambrini, I was in my head, I was like, who's the valet? Lambrini. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, they were, a, they were a perfect partnership as well with the force of Davy and the, uh, the force of Davy and the speed of Stevie as well. They were they were a great combination mm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, Real tandems and stuff and mm-hmm. like Stevie doing stand to shoot and start presses and stuff like that. It still does like it, that. Uh, some, even some of the things like You'd hear them, you'd, you'd hear um, Stevie saying to David, Davey, hold that dick up! And you see them hold themselves up and then they jump off the top. You know, it was just even just part of their characters. It was great and it was fun. Yeah, and then even occasionally, like when Davey was injured, they got the... Kayleigh Ray was thrown in there as they... It did not look out of place at any point. My first ICW show was the one, was the first Shugs. And she took the place of Davey in that tag match against the NAK and I was like, the bumps she's taking! Hello. My God, she's still taking bumps. Mm-hmm. Worse, I think, to this day. Well, like the first when I said I went to Dave's not here, man, she was in the last man standing match against mm-hmm. Carmel for the fierce females title, and even the bumps that she was taking back then, and that was like, the sort of start mm-hmm. of the tag team division. Mm-hmm. And then carrying on, she's still taking them. You're like, how are you still alive? <laughs> the figure that that kind of feud talked about. In any case, many Dave Squad, Bucky Boys, that was the. I mean, staying in ICW from late 2013, early 2014, that helped put tag team wrestling in ICW at main event level. It was up there with some of the best. I mean, the kind of climax of the whole kind of feuds between the three of them kind of came at ICW still smoking, which was at the O2 ABC. Great event, I love it. I love an ICW show on O2 ABC. I think this is one of the first ones they did. The first one was probably just before that with uh, Fear and Loving the year before. But a three-way ladder match between these three teams. The NAK was obviously BT Gunner and our good friend that we've talked about many times with our Dickie Divers. <laughs> uh, he took the place of Chris Renfrew, but you can just show how good this match was by looking at the card, and this is the thing that stole the show. We had Joe Coffey versus Brian Kendrick. We had Fergal Devitt, or now Finn Balor, taking on Mark Coffey. Paul Linden versus Kid Fight. We had Joe Hendry versus Damo. The main event was Jester, Renfrew, Sabu and Wolfgang. We had Michelle McManus sing Gradle to the Ring <laughs> <laughs> as he took on Mikey Whiplash. But this was the match that stole the show, and this was the night that the Samarian Death Squad got the titles for the, I believe, the only time they had a reign as a the champion. Only time, yeah. And ICW, what's the thoughts just talking about that there? What a show that. 
I know that we've got a really good tag team division now, but this was like, like the creme de la creme tag mm-hmm. team division for us in Scotland mm-hmm. um, in ICW's history. Um, and it was just, you're sort of feeling privileged that you were able there to see some of these tag teams together, um, wrestling together, and it was, it was brilliant. Considering, as we said, that Tommy End is now, you know, yep. he's got this, he's going to get a massive push. I heard there's rumours that Paul Heyman's really high on him as a, mm-hmm. as a competitor, you know, so just shows where he could go, the sky's the limit for him, you know, and uh, we'll hopefully see Stevie back as well in the not so distant future, obviously, yep. in the singles division, but even the, for one moment, you would just love to see that ladder match again, and you can see this all in um, ICW On Demand, yep. or even, probably some of it is still on YouTube somewhere, I don't know what they did with all that YouTube stuff. Probably yeah, there's still some ICW World stuff up, but you can find some, and there's still some ICW Italia stuff up. Yeah, so old, school. old school. Brush up on your Italian if you like. But that has that, that has been the first half, and that was kind of that period. There's what I class as the golden period of tag team wrestling. Which, if you're not really familiar with that point in ICW, you'll be shocked because there's so much great stuff we've still got to talk about in the second half of the show. We've got the point where it became polo country. We're going to talk about that. We've got the kind of current landscape with the current teams we're kind of seeing and what we think is going to happen in the future. But before that. We're going to take a short break and here's the moment where the ICW fans had their rockers moment. Yes, it was the night that the Bucky Boys split up and Stevie and Kayla joined the NAK. We'll see you in a bit. No! We are the kings of catch. You're listening to Eat, 
sleep suplex between. Do as I say. What a lovely day! As David took down Wolfgang, the wee man landed straight on the head of Wolfgang. He certainly did. Just dropped straight into the skull. That's striking. That could be that could be a concussion. That striking spear out of nowhere has brought the Conan of Ketamine straight back into this contest. The Reddick of Rahipnal. Who the hell's this? Is someone at ringside just take Oh! oh. Stevie Boy went for the tag! Stevie went for the tag! Did he get tripped? Yeah, he got tripped by this hooded figure, whoever the hell this is! Who is that? Who that ninja? Wow! He just hit a hurricane! Karana and Davy Boy, oh no! A low blow right to the gut! Stevie's came running in! That's his girlfriend, Sean! Are you sure? Oh, look at this! Not only in the wrestling world, they're shattering real life as well, Sean! Look at the smile on Wolfgang's face! What? Stevie Boy! What on earth are you now? No! Stevie Boy's tried to edge click! Stevie Boy has tried the new edge click! Wolfgang going for the cover! I forgot this was even a contest! We have seen the end! 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 Of the Bucky Boys here we tonight. We want the dancers, and we just change the questions. And the fact tell death. This is New Age Click Country, Sean. We have seen the end of the most decorated, long-term, beloved faction in ICW. The Bucky Boys. Wolfgang bringing in a table. And we have seen the foundation built of a new empire of agony in AK Country Population 5. Hi, this is Jack Morris. This is Dickie Divers. And you are listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and I'm joined by Alan, Derek, Sarah and Kwaku and we are talking about ICW's tag team division. You have just heard the moment that we had the ICW rocker-esque moment where the Bucky Boys split up and NAK 2.0 were formed officially. What a stable that was by <laughs> Red through BT, Wolfie, Kayleigh Ray and Stevie Boy. It's an all-star team, really. Yeah, it's, a, it's the night that they changed the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did come up with some great lines. You don't have any friends, and Andrew comes in that. <laughs> anyway, so, so far we've talked about the early days of tag team wrestling in the company. We talked about the, the tournament in 2012 to crown the first tag champion. And we talked about that boom period with the NAK, the Bucky Boys and the Samanian Death Squad. We're now going to talk about the point where one team took over and ICW became Polo Country. <laughs> it was in 2014 where the team of Jackie Polo and Mark Coffey became the ICW Tag Team Champions for the first time where they defeated the team of Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Yes, THE Paul London and THE Brian Kendrick. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's like called Deep Pine Kid. <laughs> the Hooligans. The Hooligans they were known as. Um, Sarah, were you shocked when they won the titles? No, <laughs> not at all. I was raging. I hate the polls back then. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what no, do you I, mean I, I hate it. Still do. I respect the polls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't say that I was shocked because, like, you'd seen Mark and Jackie coming their own way and like when that match came about it's kind of like you were kind of hoping for it uh, and see the moment that it, it did happen atmosphere yes all for it mm-hmm. no it was a, it was a, it was very very good uh, i remember this as i briefly touched about in the first half when um, the hooligans made their entrance to the ring and paul on the other side i'm going to go through the crowd <laughs> and got lost <laughs> <laughs> i was in said crowd and got a high five from him you can see it on ICW on the map. I did, I did, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> but no, I think, um, Derek, before this, we were kind of, polos were kind of, um, they were more of a singles t- uh, guy. Uh, Jackie was kind of the manager to Mark, and this was the point that they officially became an actual unit. Yep. And polo promotions were really formed as a team. Yeah, and... To be fair to them, they are a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. Um, even they came back as little as last week, um, as well. So it was it's great to see them. It's great to see them back. Um, respect them immensely. Um, fantastic wrestlers, and they sort of shaped the tag team division um, going ahead for the next what three years after that. Yeah, it was about right about the next three years, Alan. Um, quick question for you: Were you polos or GTF? Polos. Oh. GTF. They're polos. No point asking you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Before you go further, I do have a revelation. What's that? Dun, dun. You're originally GTF. Fine then, just ruin it. Why then. would you steal this moment? Because that's what I do. That's what I do! <laughs> Good lot on your wedding day, anyway. Uh, so, uh, yes, I used to say GTF. And it's because I was a Michael Sheep that I thought I was a cool lad and I just wanted to annoy Stacey. But as we all love to do. As we all love to do. And a few hits later and actually realising how good of a team they are and how good of characters they are and something that I believed in, I quickly changed my allegiance. See the thing is, I think none of us can deny that the polos are a great tag team they were the old yep. school type idea they're kind of like what's the, the brain busters and kind of like the revival today they're just great technical wrestlers mm-hmm. my main concern at this particular time is we talked before the break of we had a wealth of talent we had the Sumerian Death Squad the Buckies and the NAK at the one time apart from the 55 at this early stage who did the Polos have? Silence says many things <laughs> <laughs> the vision wasn't exactly very stacked at this point in time I've got some teams who were kind of tag team running at this point there was a team called the Big Hangovers which was had Jordan Devlin in it <laughs> uh, there was the Geezers the Geezers yeah I love the Geezers and there was a Toll family which was looking sharp and once again Dickie Divers <laughs> <laughs> you were right when you said was, you were right <laughs> when you said about Divers just picking up tag teams picking up new partners picking up tag teams but um, the 55 and another team um, uh, Alan, we talked about uh, Kid Fayella on the show, and this was his uh, time he became a tag team champion when he took when he teamed with Shat Samuels, mm-hmm. another tag team specialist. Uh, what was your thoughts on the 55? 
I never really got to see him wrestle, but just going to who's in it, I wouldn't be surprised they're pretty good. Shah and Kidfit, you're not really going against the wrong. Two sound wrestlers. I mean, Shah's now probably that almost main event status now. Okay. Kid's not really going to go out there, but you know, I'd imagine they'll be pretty unique. Uh, but also as well, I've got the typical what you need. Big man, small man in the tag team. The powerhouse, the fast man. Pretty much the whole combination. You know Kid Fight is the only person to have wrestled on every Fear and Loathing so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he did mention it on to Fear and Loathing last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something I will say about 55 that I loved, because it actually f- kept the seeds were being planted at the Square Goal 2015. And that's when the 55 officially formed one to No, that's, that's when the seeds were planted, when they kind of teamed up and ganged up and started throwing people out together. And then it was a fact that they formed a Dundee, <laughs> which is Yes City. And James R. Kennedy cuts a promo and says, We are the majority, we are the 55. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they brought, they brought in the ultimate, bad, the ultimate heel bad guy to lead that stable of Bram. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they had the they had the full package. I mean, they had okay. So they had James R. Kennedy as like the kind of hit man, the manager. Shaw Samuels, Kid Faye, Magnus was in them as well. He was in a brief for them. Martin Kirby yeah. at one point as well. Martin Kirby and Tim Wiley. Tim Wiley, Tango, Tim Wiley, yeah. Um, and who else was in? Um, uh, what you could Bram mm-hmm. loved the crack stable. Mm? Cracking. Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. He had them all. And they went on just to become like a tag team, which we saw uh, Sha and um, Fight do. But um, that was the one problem. I think it was mainly the fact that it was just the two teams. They kind of feuded quite a lot over that particular time. But I did, uh, the Polos didn't manage to hold the title for a year, <coughs> over a year at that particular point. Lost it on a Fight Club. On a Fight Club team. Mm. Which was quite surprising because of the, the big shows that were round about at that time. But the Polos would win the titles back at like, the Baromania of 2016. Oh, was it 2016? 2016, yeah. 2016, yeah. And then they would go away. And we got... Can we just like appreciate how great a match that was though? It was a fantastic match. But then we got another tag team tournament with some other great names in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for this tournament. Oh, yes. We had... (laughs) Chultural moment now. We had the 55, the Sumerian Death Squad, Mustache Mountain, no, Mustache Mountain were regulars actually at this point as a yeah. tag team, which surprised me because I did not ever remember seeing Tyler Bate in ICW. Uh, we had Local Fire, which was Davy Blaze and Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. We had the rich kids of Instagram. <laughs> Do you know the thing I remember about them was when Simon finally plucked up the courage and absolutely berated <laughs> them on the microphone. That's, oh, for those of you who don't know, that's the team of Austin... Austin Osiris. Osiris. Osiris and Kyle Chaos, their third member was a man we know quite well now. Aaron Echo. Aaron Echo. Aaron Echo. Before he changed his gimmick to yes. a man who loves beer. Um, Uncle Red. They were Red Lightman's nephews. It's <laughs> 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 the fact that they were actually called Uncle Red. <laughs> like, that's the family name. <laughs> the other, other teams in the tournament were the Filthy Generation, which was Kaylee and Stevie. So, kind of like what the Bucky Boys were. We had. The Marauders, who we'll talk about a wee bit in more detail a wee bit later on, and the Uration, which was the team of Alexandra Hendry, Alexander Hendry and Jason Prime, better known 
as Primate. Guys, another stellar tournament, I think it's fair to say. Yep. <laughs> you can tell I love tournament wrestling. Yes. <laughs> we have a show coming up in a couple of months on tournament wrestling. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm so excited. It's G1 season. Tournaments. Yeah. Bring back the king of the ring. <laughs> Alan, if I gave you that name, that list of names now, who would win it in your eyes? We know you love the Instagram kids. <laughs> oh, I, I, um, I think... Stevie, Stevie, boy, you filthy. Ah, oh, I still would have said the polos. They're not in the tournament. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> See something you did, uh, which I will come back to. Now you were saying that about the time that they were fighting, the Warriors and as many recognisable names. However, they were the ones that were trusted with, like, well, okay, we know how that went. The Dudley Boys and War Machine. Don't forget that. I love the War Machine match. That is such a great tag team. That's the first time I saw War Machine. Viking experience. Whatever the name is. It's a Wednesday, so it's Viking Raiders. Sure. Uh, but the, the finals of this tournament uh, saw local fire when uh, we sad guys that Joe Hendry and Davy Blaze didn't become a long term thing, or were we happy at the fact that they got to feud? They were just a short term measure. Um, bit of both, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, it's always good when. Always, personally, in my opinion, like, like I said before, it's always good when tag teams get together and then split up. It's a good angle. They have a good good fight and it can go on for a while. Um, however, they were good together. I mean, I think they, they held it for about a month, I think. A couple I mean, of months. They won, it, they won it as Shugs and then Polos came back Yeah. with their new gimmick sort of change. Yeah. Um, the cigar lighting. Yeah, that, that one. Remember they took over the ICW Facebook page as well? I, I could not, because like, local fire would do the Q&A, mm-hmm. and yeah. then they just crashed it. <laughs> God, this, that, feels, that feels like so long ago. I mean, lo- local fire, the, the, the two guys, Davey and Joe, good, great, fantastic wrestlers um, in, in their own rights as well. Um, but I think it was it was good to see them win it, something different like they'd done in the first tournament that they had. Um, however, I think it was sort of right that they had a proper tag team win it mm-hmm. after that fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, local fire, the, one of the great aspects that came with it was everything else that came with it as well. So, Total Davy on ICW on demand <laughs> was probably. <laughs> It's some of the best TV ever. <laughs> Joe Hendry is trying to coach Davey into, into dating. And he takes poor Jack Louise out to our fight and, and the establishment. And he, Joe tells him about a permission slip. He needs to get Jesus. <laughs> you would have thought that after his experience on Take Me Out, that David would have had some more experience. Oh, David, <laughs> Don't forget the music videos. I know, David yeah. was a great addition to Joe's music videos when it came to that. Roll the footage! <laughs> <laughs> As we said, it didn't last long. They lost the titles back to the Polos. The Polos had that feud with the Dudley Boys, as quite you mentioned, but then the Polos would lose it to the Marauders. Yeah. Uh, the team of Mike Bird and Wild Boar, NXT UK's Wild Boar Mike Hitchman. Uh, Alan, what was your thoughts on the, the Marauders as a team? Good team. Solid team. Hmm. Uh, not probably not the most technical wrestlers, but Mike Bird is a quite a good technical. I mean, probably compared to a lot of the other guys you mentioned, you know, not the same level. Mike Bird's very underrated as well. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But they are still a very good team. Um, I enjoy watching them. 
Uh, I thought it was quite a, a solid initial start. Well, see, that's the thing, because normally they didn't tag in any other promotion apart from ICW. Yeah. And their group chemistry was just phenomenal. And, like, although, like, I was a, I'm a big polo guy, like, I always... I hated them because of they were the big rivals, but I always respected the work they put in. Um, my one... My one downside to this is I kind of talked about the 55 one is the feud went on for far too long. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. I mean, how long did they drag this feud out? They started at the, was it the square goal it started? It was, uh, was, no, was it, was it the square goal? Aye, they were in it Newcastle. It was because um, they put War Machine at part of me. Aye, they were in Newcastle. Um, and then that pretty much went for like the whole, the whole of that year. Because I remember, like even though my first, my first show was Days Not Here Man, I actually didn't properly start committing to ICW until Transporting two when they went to the liquid rooms in Edinburgh. So this is like the show, the go home show before Shugs. Well, you got ordained. When I got ordained, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the whole. If we win, we can get another shot at the tag team titles because they'd had like it was just basically these two teams going at it for pretty much majority of the year. It was those two teams. Uh, yeah, and then two great, two great teams. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but. It gets stated. They're at the top. WWE they've get criticised recently for having rematch after rematch. Yep. And they did ICW done it for what was that about a year between the two? Well, the feud ended at the Hydro that year. Yeah. So it uh, started in January, February. Aye. So no, most of most of the calendar year, these two guys were fighting each other. It was like they were coming out and spoiling each other's matches. I think there was one of the um, ICWs that me, you, and Gary went to. Um, the Marauders were fighting, I think Polos came out and spoiled their match, and then Polos were fighting, the Marauders came out and spoiled their match. You know, it was just sort of things like that, and everybody's like, just, you know, it's time it's, it's time for something to change here, and something to change quick. Yeah, uh, I mean, the one thing I kind of thought of is, not long after this feud finished, we had the kind of, the first sudden change of POD, mm. winning the tag team titles. I mean, could we not have had something like that chucked in, in the middle of this feud? I mean, that shock factor was great the first time they did it. Yeah, when, when the POD won it, first of all, it was, um, it was brilliant. Something refreshing, something different. These two guys came in and dominated that match against Poland and they won it very surprisingly, mm-hmm. um, I think, as well. And then they came in... I think the two titles at the POD won have been quite surprisingly when oh. they won them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a good aspect. That you, you don't want... The, the thing about wrestling is you don't want to predict it all the yeah. time. You want something different, and this is what um, Ashton and Rampage bought into the bought into the division um, as well, and they were they were good. I just sort of understand why they didn't hold it for as long as they did, but I would have liked to see them hold it for a bit longer. They're solid, t- they're solid, still are a solid tag yeah. team. They're absolutely present, you know. The team yeah. Actually, Ashton Smith's got that, that we've talked before. He's got a different kind of persona, and ICW is yeah. more of a, a a nasty type of guy. Whereas in NXT UK is the most happiest lad in the world. Yep. <laughs> you know, he just loves being there, so it's completely different, that, that, that type of aspect. But if you had to pick, uh, if you had, would you rather have Polos? A lot of people would deny the Polos are probably one of the greatest tag teams Scotland's produced. Yeah. Would you happy they were in this era, or would you have put them in the previous one? You would have loved to have seen them in the previous one. Yeah. Guys. I would have loved to see them in the previous one, but I'm more than happy with they were in the sort of. Mm-hmm. Middle. Would you rather? Were you happy the fact they were there, keep the division kind of ticking? Yeah. As opposed, to I remember it wasn't just an ICW, it was an all Scottish wrestling. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah they, ECW. they were the tag team. They were and they were main event guys in other shows. Mm-hmm. 
still a team together outside ICW. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for a lot of people, myself included, they kept tag team wrestling going. Oh yeah, they were they're right a fantastic question. team. Right? What would I see? What would a tag team mm. division been like if the Polos weren't in it during that three-year period? So probably wouldn't be one. I think they would have floundered. Yeah, and disappeared. Probably. You're probably right about it. Kind of. There was kind of. I said the like. So many Desco were still kicking about. You know, like so that stuff. But it just was not the same level. The Polos were that bar. That's why they were trusted to take on the likes of the Dudleys. Yeah. But I think the advantage now. Polos, as we talked, they lost the championships to POD at the start of 2018. Uh, P.O.D. would then lose it to the Kinky Party but that's just kind of where we get, get to the current landscape of tag team wrestling and I think uh, Alan I'll start with you as a tag team expert of this panel <laughs> uh, <laughs> he knows his role we have, we have, we've got a solid group of tag teams currently mm-hmm. wrestling and I still I think it's fair to say absolutely I know you guys will probably go see back to 2012 2014 but obviously I don't know a lot of tag teams but I have to go back but for me this is the crown jewel of tag team wrestling right now. And all people say the kinky party are stale. I don't, I think they're brilliant. I love when they come in. Because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a laugh. You're going to get two good oh, guys. Oh, you get a reaction. You're going to get two good guys that know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And they know how to entertain. Ball will still occasionally do it. Or if they don't, maybe they'll tag someone else. You know, you're still going to get quality matches. Maybe Kings of Catch. You know, POD. Kings of Catch has set recently a different level bar compared to Polos. Polos were technical, yep. these guys are high flying, they know how to wrestle as well. Because there's usually a big one or even two big guys, and they're kind of changing the landscape a wee bit. They've got, a different, small. They've got a different style, but it works, they're unique. They're kind of, yeah. they're kind of trying tandem now, oh, so yeah. 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 that's what really sold me on them in the yeah. first place, and everyone knows um, declare yeah. conflict of interest in Kings and Caps because I love them. Things <laughs> well, every tag team, ICW has right now works well with any other tag team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tag team matches are never boring in ICW. Mm-hmm. They're, they're usually, for me anyway, they're usually the top three in the night. Mm-hmm. Every time you go and see it. My one criticism again, we're talking about some of the names we had there. Kings of Catch, we've got the likes of uh, The Pudge, mm-hmm. who have got better and better. Mm-hmm. And the I two, can never tire of a Kings of Catch purge man. The two big shows last year. The, at the second half, Shugs, Fear and Loving, same tag match. The one again, no disrespect to Eastern Reese and Brat, great unit of a tag team, yeah. powerful, intimidating, what you want from a new tag team. One time's fine, replicate it, nice. doesn't work the same. Yeah. But they are, a fantastic, they are a fantastic team as well. I'm going to be the weird guy and say, no, I actually liked that, I thought, I, I kind of liked it. I wanted a third match, I wanted the one more. I love it. Really? I, really, I, I, I didn't find the matches boring at all. I loved them. I, I liked them. Brilliant. But then, that's what makes wrestling quite interesting because you can have debates about it. But, you know what I mean? I, I really enjoyed them. From my storyline perspective, I wasn't sure, but it was a good match. Yeah. See, for me, because that was the time I was peak, like, like basically losing my voice of when are the kids and cats going to win the title uh, like that was the so I was with Steven on that one however I did still enjoy it just mm-hmm. to see my favourite tag match of last, of 2018 was one it took place at the Glasgow University Union it was a street fight between the Pudge and the Govan team a song demand fantastic <coughs> David David does a swan tom off the balcony and completely misses and it looks like it looks done it you know, it's a great it's, it's a great battle between two teams who are looking to impress. Uh, and I say the Pulp Troop, just before that point they were teasing a split, are now becoming more of a perfect package, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I think. 
Aye, there was there was a point there where they were arguing each other in the ring, losing matches, fighting and stuff like that, and it just seems to, you know, sort of get rid of that angle. And they've been they've been really they've been excellent. The um, the the Honors tournament they they done very well in as well um, as well. But just going back to what you guys were saying on um, the Kings of Catch, particularly Quacko's point as well. We were the number of shows that we done, like the preview shows that we done for um, Square Go, um, Shugs. Um, feed and Loven, all of them we done we wanted the Kings of Cats to win the belt but we were worried that they wouldn't win it because the, IC, the, the tag team roster in ICW has always been the champions have always been bigger guys you know when you see Polos they're two big dominating guys um, POD big dominating guys but it's so refreshing to see these two guys who are different from everything else that ICW has offered recently you know doing their stuff and doing what they do best consistently putting up good matches yep. consistently I mean Recent, the, the the recent ICW show as of time of recording here was that one with them versus the Nan Nan <laughs> versus the Punch. It's a fantastic match as well. You know, I mean, the we've talked about a million times. We can't not talk about it right now. Decky Divers. <laughs> <laughs> Has he found a gem in this one? Absolutely. I mean, I've watched Dickie and Jack tag together outside of ICW for at least the past year now, um, mainly over at Reckless Intent when Dickie took Jack under his wing and what a star Jack Morris is. I think Dickie Divers has proper struggled with this one. Mm-hmm. Like he's got Dickie Divers with the experience, Jack with like the boy that's got fire to him and it's like he's raring to go. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick of all gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the nanny nan. We are the nanny one tag team we can throw in this. Steve, who's doing this Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> My voice has kind of been broken from the early chanting in the show. But um, one tag team we'll throw in here, even though that they're not going to be teaming together for the foreseeable future, is the Fight Network. Mm-hmm. I think as as great as it looks, King's away to China and he's going to make a name for himself over there. Him and Krieger and ICW were just hitting their straight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a tag team, I mean, the recent shows they've been doing, they were they were starting to prop get up their way up there. And I think. Were very enjoyable. Not, not just even for the wrestle, just for the pros as well. Yeah. Really, they were, they were starting to become the complete package. Kiger was kind of like the straight man to lose. Crazy little, <laughs> crazy, yes. crazy, crazy, crazy terrier, basically. You know, he was just that guy, like he's my mate. But whoa. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as uh, Scott's interview with them on the show, tell me what they can do. It's the two promos that. Uh, Luke Sharp gets stabbed by a pencil off oh, of oh, Dallas. And the one after that when he's gonna report him to the police. <laughs> <laughs> the one we came here to win matches and pop bonds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's it's the bit at the at the square go and he's saying the fight, like you want he's like, it's like I'm not gonna actually just see Luke King on the stairs just like uh, <laughs> <laughs> first, Luke King Sharp is that not the best name in wrestling? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good, yeah, it's so clever. It's very, it's a very, it's, it's, it's very sharp. It's very good. It's like <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's, they're just a great tag team. Uh, we have to say you, you touched upon the you touched upon the King K party briefly, but was their tag reign? How would you rank their tag reign up there? Now the way to describe like I've but I have like don't get me wrong I am a fan of Sha and Jester like at the start I was just like what the hell are they doing like it just looked like well it really was they just like to get drunk together and that's how they bonded but 
it got for it was like the biggest the biggest pot when they finally actually did win it. I was pretty sure it was like a year after they had formed mm. down in Newcastle that they had actually won it, and that pot was incredible. But I think going through their time as champions, it did sort of get a little bit stale because it was it was the same thing over and over and over and over again until you started bringing in all these different teams mm. that could bring a tiny little different flavour to it. I mean, the thing Derek is quite good. I mean. Recent months, they've thrown in teams such as the Kings of the North yep. and the Anti-Fun Police. Yep. Do you think if they were to become regular features up here, which we'll talk in the future in a minute, is that helping the division with these yep. guys? Getting getting these great tag teams in is only going to help the, the division mm-hmm. um, in, in my book as well. You know, you were saying about the, the Kinky Party as well for a while. Like Sarah was saying, I do agree they were getting they were getting stale because they kept fighting Bram and Reese, who were they were. They two are amazing together, mm-hmm. absolutely dominant wrestlers. Um, but it was just getting a bit. There's only so the many times you can watch the yeah, same match. Yeah, it's, it's it's like when you watch WWE, you're like, oh, this is the same match again. It's like so, so and, much. Andre, you know, versus Dream Mysterio. Like many times can you see that, even though there is there was good matches, but you get fed up after seeing. Until recently, there's only so much you can see of Bobby Lashley and. Yeah. Well, they have made it interesting in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it was it's sort of the same situation where there are four great wrestlers, but it was getting a bit dead stale. I do like the Kinky Party. I think they're great. They do bring a fun aspect to the to the um, the division. But like you were saying, having these guys who we haven't really seen a lot of, um, they've only sort of came into it recently, like Anti Fun Police um, as well. I think it's only only good for the division. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it was quite fitting that. We could be a few weeks from seeing potentially the split of the Kinky Party based on the Shugs stipulation, but we got the kind of clash of generations between them and Poles yeah. mm-hmm. in a fantastic match. But say that's kind of we've got the kind of the current landscape of it is we've got the the match at Shugs for the titles is going to be the nine nine. I said mm-hmm. that normally. Well done. Well done. Uh, like a German. Gold star for And a TLC against the, the Kings of Catch. We've got the Pubs versus the Kings of the North. We've got mm-hmm. that match I said there between the Anti Fun Police. And the Kinky Party. And the Kinky Party. You've also got uh, Easton and Kenny versus More Than Hype mm-hmm. as well. Kings of the North actually are against. No, sh- no, POD against the Pods, sorry, and the Kings mm-hmm. of the North are against Kieran Kelly and, and Aaron Echo. The big question now is we've got potentially, like say, we've got the Kinkies maybe splitting up. We've got, we've just said, the Fight Network will be teaming for the foreseeable future. We've got great teams in the division, but there is more to it. What does the future hold? Uh, Quacko, I'm going to go and you in this one because there's a team Kale yeah, regularly talk about. <laughs> There we go. Uh, how could you see these guys fitting in? Immensely, because there's something there. Koe is just something so different. They they have the tandem. They have the high. They can do the high flying and stuff. It's just that they don't do it as much now because of the the way the character is. But at the same time, they just have a swag about them that is just phenomenal and. They're great characters, they can hype up a match, they're just amazing. Like, for real, I know I've got a conflict of interest, but if you've not seen KOE when they face the part or at a source show or whatever, get it done, because honestly, they're amazing. Now, you, Alan, if you had, you're maybe not compared to some other panels on the show, not as familiar with the outside Scottish scene from the UK, but if you had to pick one team from anywhere to come into ICWB regular in the future, who would you pick? So I keep th- there's two people I keep thinking of, but they're in ICW, not out with. So I'd like to see Tom throwing them together, I just think it'd be quite interesting. 
Tim Kelly and Leighton Buzzard yes like against that. Kings of Cat I think would steal any show because you're talking David Mentor they're two smaller guys Kings of Catch. well let's have them the big guys I think they they four boys would rip the place apart Kieran Kelly is a good tackler he's a he's a Craig Anthony and the winning tag titles in pretty much SWA and PBW as IGN you know they're a good tag team he's currently with Alan Echo getting great chemistry as we saw in the, the Honours tournament with uh, Andy Wilde also Saturday the three sections where they actually worked together and they looked as though they knew what they had to do they had great harmony I, 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 since then I've, I've not really meant it but I think the boys would be bronze attack team them against Kings of Catch I think would be an epic epic encounter Derek, who would you pick if you had to pick somebody to become a more regular feature in the division? Eh, yeah, the Rockers. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say, all you have to do is add the word you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would like to see um, POD feature more regularly um, in the division. Um, I think, obviously, they've come in been there for a while and then he went away again obviously they've got their own individual stuff um, at the moment as well but I would like to see them definitely feature more in the division they kind of come they have spells where they come and go yes and that type of thing they work they, uh, Wee Man is the mouthpiece for them yep. again works very well he's kind of the, the wee kind yep. of heel manager the Bobby Heaton type heel manager they kind of works well for that power duo they kind of help they protect them type idea it's no, I think that POD would be a great shout. I mean, I don't really know uh, what the future, how much we'll see of that. We've not seen much of Ashton as recently in NXT UK. So, but no, they're a, they're a fantastic team. And maybe, yeah. they can, maybe they can become a free time ICW tag team champion. Mm-hmm. Never know. Uh, Sarah, who would you like to throw out there as a tag team? I mean, KOE's already been uh, mentioned. Like, I love Kai Williams, King, and King Killer. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to add Sean Walker into the mix, Absolutely. I'm not going to say no. Absolutely. But my KOE already had like a great debut. Oh, yeah. ICW, mm-hmm. but um, another team that I do want to personally see more than hype come back again. Like I've watched them in OTT, and I've watched them. They recently made their progress debut as well, and they're they're going to become directless. They're going to come into source. Like they're they're slowly making their way into the well, making their way across the Irish Sea, essentially mm-hmm. coming to coming to here. Um, but I just thought like how pure they were and how fun they were was a breath of fresh air because. You don't get a lot of teams that are as pure, I would say, as very, them. Very happy lads. Exactly. And they were just so happy to be there. Very, very happy lads. Uh, S- some are pure dead, brilliant. Indeed. Uh, there's a, a name I would throw out there. I've seen them wrestle down south quite a lot in various promotions. They're winning titles everywhere. And they've not had the shot in ICW. I want to see Aussie Open from uh, Progress in Rev Pro the team of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis uh, if you've never seen these two boys tag team you've got to watch these two guys go it's there Kyle Fletcher he was a high flyer but he's kind of put on a bit of muscle weight uh, Davis is a powerful big boy and the stuff they, the two can do in the ring oh it's unreal he's, they put on a great match recently against uh, was it uh, Minaro Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr at Rev Pro just the names on, this, on top of they're just they're a hard one to explain if you've never really watched Progress but they are very very good and very capable as singles competitors as they've shown as well so that's probably the team I would pick but more of a left field choice uh, but that's kind of the future but then we're going to talk briefly before we finish up again about all the teams we've talked about I'm going to put each and every single one of you on the spot 
If you had to pick your all-time tag team in the ICW, who would you pick? I know you all want to say the rich kids of Instagram. But <laughs> Damn you, Steve! <laughs> no, they, they were actually quite fun as a team. I'm not going to go. Alan, who's your top? Pole promotions every day of the week. What's your reason? There's a complete package. Mm-hmm. Technically, they've got, a, they've got a persona, you know, the characters, they're just, the matches were entertaining. I can't even remember actually a poor polo match, to be honest. Um, it helped the thing, I just. They're just for me in Scott like a lot of people talk about like the Dudders being the guys in tag team wrestling in the States and all the world, but for Scotland, polos for me. Eric, who's your pick? Uh Samarian Death Squad. Good man. Um brilliant uh, tag team. Loved them when they were together. I would love to see them come back to ICW. Love. I just love to see Danny, make sure he's alright. He's two rings, Dante, if you're we know you're alright. <laughs> see, see, see the thing is, see when Alistair Black was paired with Ricochet and a lot of people were kinda of talking, why the two why have they paired them together? Do they not know that this man is a tag team specialist? Yes. <laughs> you know, Ricochet is a former U, uh, woman IWGP junior heavyweight a junior tag team champion. He's got some sort of tag team. I think that's the right word. If I'm wrong I'm sorry, uh, but the tag team specialists, you know, so they were just brilliant together. And um, when they when they developed into Legion, they just took it that step further, I think, and they were brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. Top one. So who's your choice? They absolutely got the pull of promotions for me. Like I, GTF, man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you think. This is my choice. <laughs> no, like I do agree with Alan. That we're like the whole package. I mean, when you look at Jackie and Mark. It does help that they grew up being best friends. Like that really did help, I think, because you've got that initial chemistry, and it's also like they know each other's thinking as well. Like, look at all the gifts you've got them as well. You see, some of them are absolutely hysterical. They're like three seconds long, but you still picture still looking at them. Like they're dancing on the couch and like, oh, 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 hey, mate. Love the polos. Another great manager and coach. Yes, they did. <laughs> Love that man. The star too. Oh, oh, the DCT. All the promotion was stable. Quacky, who's your one? I feel like you've torn between the few. Yeah, but I've got because I'm I'm torn between basically two, but because of the accolades and stuff, I've got to go with polos. Was the other one Kings of Cap? How did you know? <gasps> dun dun dun! Got a gift. No, Apple. So you, is it? You say that the accolades for the? Is it for? Yeah, it's just the ac- accolades and just the nostalgia. And it was the last fight club. It was a lot of excitement. It was good, quite a good feeling seeing those teams at it and having the original music as well. Uh huh. The original music. The fans were partisan on it. Like, although respectful. <laughs> well, not for the first two chants, but yeah. they were respectful, and it was just brilliant and. Mm-hmm. That that's to me is peak tag teaming. Well, I've said mine already on the show. I agree with Derek. Samarian Death Squad, just phenomenal. The promo work was just great. It had that terrifying factor to it, and the two of them could go. And I I I I, I, I rate Black talking about so highly as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Didn't realise how great a singles competitor was until I saw him in that uh, the UK tournament against Neville mm-hmm. Pack. Fantastic match, and he's, I hope he I hope he's a world champ next year. 
That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction for 2020. I'll start black as a world champ. Uh, but that's just our opinions. We had lots of great listener feedback on this one. We had a lot of people coming forward and giving who they thought were their favourite tag teams. Um, just some of the ones that came up on Twitter. We've mentioned a lot of them before. Uh, somebody mentioned the Black Label. Oh, one didn't really get a lot of one. Uh, there was a mention of Iron Jew, <laughs> uh, which was the team of Grado and Coke Cabana, yeah. which we didn't really get to mention much. Coke Cabana, it's yourself! <laughs> <laughs> There's um, mentions of War Machine in there and the U Nation, two teams didn't, uh, didn't fight as regularly. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of picks on Marauders and STI. Which was quite surprising, especially Marauders. How do they not pick Dickie Dye versus a tag team specialist? It was, it was really surprising. The, the Facebook and Twitter the difference in how they picked was quite surprising. I mean, if you look on the ones from the Twitter, Twitter, the, the nine people picked Polar Promotions. There was four each for the NAK and Kinky Party, three for the Buckies, and only two for Kicks of Catch and Samarian Death Squad, along with the POD. Facebook was a bit more. There was a bit more of a spread on it. Uh, one one pick for the nine nine. Was that you? Was it you? <laughs> no, that was our friend John. John. Uh, did you pay John? I did not pay John. John, <laughs> John did that. Did, you pay, did you pay him ninety nine pounds? Ninety nine pounds. He's a ninety nine p man. Yeah, he's definitely not ninety nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, Stephen. Ninety nine pounds and nine pence. Stephen's got ninety nine problems and a nine nine eight one. Uh, couple of votes in there for the Marauders, STI, Fight Club, uh, POD. But the big picks on Facebook was five people who picked the Kinky Party. There was six for the NAK. Seven each for Sumerian Death Squad and the Buckies, eight for Kings of Catch, and the undisputed favourite of the ICW community and the fans community, the Lister community, is definitely Polo Promotions. Oh, GTF, man. So, yeah, that has been our summary of the ICW Tag Team Division, a history lesson from us at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet from all the way back in the early days through to the current day and what's going to happen in the future. Hopefully we see some of these tag teams either feature more often or in the likes of uh, KOE, yep. just, just at all. You know, we, baby. They are actually really good. Uh, so that has been the ICW Tag Team Division. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got some more from ICW. Next week, we're going to be talking about ICW stars who have made it all the way to WWE. Hosted by Derek. Yes. And we'll also have a sneak peek on who we hope will, will go as well. Yes, that will be definitely interesting, especially in the current climate where NXT UK is big. And the week after that, we'll be doing our next ICW preview where we'll be talking about Shugs. With Sarah. Yes, yes, we'll be just sort of breaking down all the cards to see what's been going on and what's, what we think is going to happen. Yes, we'll have our, we've had our weekly analysis, our daily analysis of what's going to be on which night. Yes. <laughs> it's caused cause Sarah great with stress. I've been keeping track and everything keeps changing and altering and through no fault of their own. I mean, I can't blame them, so <laughs> keeping me on my toes, keeping me, you know, working, keeping so me busy. If you're a listener of the show and you've not really caught up a lot on ICW, we recommend you listen to these next couple of shows and preview, get into the Shugs preview. That is a banging card. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got guys from all across the UK. I mean, Paul Robinson's going to be there from Progress. We've got James Storm coming back to take on Grado. Yeah. And we've got Double J versus Double J. Oh, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> that, that, that's literally what's all that should, be, that should be the main event. And they're all to Spluttertorium, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. But from until then, you can catch us on all good Android podcasting sites. If you've not already subscribed to us, please do that on your uh, podcast platform of choice, the one you're listening to or another one. If you listen to more than one, subscribe to us on all of them. <laughs> uh, Spotify, Anchor and iTunes are just three of those. There's so many. We're also on all the social media sites. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just at Suplex Retweet to hear all the things that we are doing and they're all going to be on suplexretweet.com where you can get articles and everything else. For myself, Stephen Wilson, I'd like to thank my panel. First of all, Sarah Grave. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, to Derek. Thanks, Stephen. And Alan Lucas. Cheers, buddy, boy. And, of course, the bread man himself, Quacky Raji. God, subject to change! Dave's, good. Dave's appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> The NAK. Told me he wasn't here. The NAK of, su- of Suplex Retreat. <laughs> Dave, David Campbell and the McLeods. <laughs> oh my. Until next week. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>